Hi everyone, welcome. This is Light and Life. I'm Ifiolua Apigunde. Light and Life is a platform where you can have the summary of the Nigerian Baptist and the school lessons ahead of Sunday. I'm welcoming you. This is your first time and I'm encouraging you. Do not be restricted by the denominational source of this message. It is God's word, promising always to bless our lives. For Sunday, August 15, 2021, the topic is a persevering faith. A persevering faith, and that is taken from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 23 to 36. The focus of the lesson is to believers, as the Jewish believers were the focus in the lesson. In the text, I mean reference to the Bible. But today, the focus is to all believers, believers in Christ who have given their life to Christ. It's a focus to continuing in faith, a focus to be dogged in faith, ensuring that no matter what it is with us, we hold on to God and we stay strong beyond ourselves, even to one another, as we have believers growing each day increasing in the body of Christ. So this lesson, we'll be practically learning more on how to go about our faith in Christ Jesus, ensuring that we stay with him till the end. So this is a focus as we quickly go to our guiding text from the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verses 23. It reads us, Let us hold on swiftly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful let us pray father we bless you for grace granted unto us again this day thank you because it's another privilege to hear from you we humble our heart and we pray dear lord that you speak to us in the mighty name of jesus receive grace to remain confident in you till the end in the mighty name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen our lesson is in three parts, and the first part of our lessons, lesson is encouragement to hold fast to the truth. Encouragement to hold fast to the truth. I want to start this way by making us understand that in the world we find ourselves, God, even Jesus, never promised that it's all going to be smooth. He says we'll be faced with trials, we'll be faced with persecution, but we should be of good courage for he has overcome the world for us. And for him, for we have been able to have victory over whatever may be through the Lord Jesus. The word of God today is just a practical way we can become strong, believing and staying on the word of God, ensuring that we would not waver, neither would we doubt, nor become uh, a deliberate being. Who will kick against the will of God. And this is just what we want to do. And I pray the Lord bless us as we go together in this lesson in Jesus name. Amen. The first part as I repeat again is encouragement to hold fast to the truth. Read Hebrews chapter 10 verses 23 to 25. The writer was able to call unto us and with a sincere heart and a sure faith he believes that Every believer must address strictly to this exhortation as he's trying to bring to us. That what really showed truly that we've been saved and we are God's own and we have faith in God is even when we can 
continually stay on the truth, holding fast to the truth. And he brought up this understanding of what we are to live on by putting this encouragement to us in three parts. The first is what begins with us from that very verse of 23, and that is a need for us to hold on firmly to the hope that we have professed because of God's ability to keep his promises. This is what we have summarily as what God is saying to us there, that we must be able to hold on in our hope, even while we have confessed Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we are with his coming, and we are hearing that as a representative of him, we are living in his life, we are dead to sin. We must continue hoping. We must continue and not think that, oh, God, is this really true? Jesus, are you really coming? As you have said, you have redeemed me and there is an eternity that you have made available for me. Is this really true? The encouragement that the Lord is giving to us is that we should hold on fast to this truth. And let's know that the only truth is what we have received. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And if we have confessed and professed him as our Lord and Savior, nothing whatsoever must take us away from him. So staying on his promise and understanding that he is faithful must keep us going. Going. The second part of the encouragement given to us is that we must be concerned for one another. Getting a concern for one another is a reflection of love and kindness that we must be able to show to our fellow being. Understanding that we cannot say we are God's own, we are God's children, or we are staying fast in the truth that we have professed. If we don't show the same love of God that has come to us, if we don't demonstrate it to others. So the expectation of God is that as he has extended love to us, we must love others. And the way to do this is in kindness and showing love. The third encouragement, which caps it all for this part, is a need for us to cultivate the habit of ensuring that we do not stop ourselves from having fellowship with other believers, ensuring that nothing is pulling us away from the assemblies of believers, ensuring that we find ourselves coming together, fellowshipping, having a time to study, having a time to pray with other believers. And mind you, what this serves is extremely against us if we can understand. We get ourselves to grow in the Lord. As newly as some of us might even be coming in faith, the expectation of God is that it would not just be a magic thing for us in growth. We'll learn in the place of study. We'll learn in the place of, you know, of, of, of teaching. And if we can submit ourselves one to another, as God has granted grace to some people ahead of us, then we will also be able to grow. Our concerns, our challenges can be shared with one another. And these can be raised together in faith to the Lord. All these becomes an advantage. So there is this encouragement that Paul was trying to make clear to everyone. Also, as he makes known to us in the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 2, that we must not break the law of Christ. And what is this law? Sorry, what is this law? The law of Christ is the law expecting that we live on demonstrating love to him and love to human. 
love your God with the whole of your heart. Love the Lord your God with, with your heart, your, with your soul, your heart, and your mind. And then there is this call of God also, which is his law, that we should ensure that we love our neighbor like ourselves. So we can see that the three encouragement that was put forward to us is a reflection of this same law of Christ. An encouragement to stand firm in the hope we have professed is a reflection that we love God truly. And we have come to know that he is the only Savior. And truly, the Lordship of our life is be- belongs to him. Then, a love of others and fellowshipping with others is a demonstration of love unto one another. So, let's move on in this word of God. And know that no matter what may be, the change in the world, the, you know, the differences that has happened in what it used to be in the past and what it is now. Believers, we must maintain the truth of the word of God, ensuring that we grow on in the grace that God himself had given to us. Nothing must draw us far from God. Everything that we do and everything that we have been able to become or we would become, must draw us closer to God and must draw others to God. I pray the Lord help us and continually grant unto us this grace in Jesus' name. Amen. The second part of our lesson is warning against willful rejection of Jesus. Read Hebrews 10, 26 to 31. The warning here is coming as very necessary and very, very important. In the sense that believers, we must not be careless to believe that since we have been saved, we are saved for all, as in once and for all, and then take it for granted or begin to deliberately indulge in sin, understanding that it was by grace and then the mercy of the Lord prevails over all. The word of God is coming here for a need for us to understand that the sacrifice for sin is only in Christ Jesus. And any time as believer, we kick against the way of the Lord and we disobey him and we enter into sin. What more sacrifice can we get again for the remission of our sin? So what we are trying to say is we, 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 the, the sacrifice of Jesus is useless. And since it's useless, we are also saying that we, have, we are losing the place of salvation and the, save, the place of his saving grace. But mind you, the warning of the Lord, the word of God is coming to us today with warning. And the warning is that we must not fall into the hand of God. It is a fearful thing for the Lord to bring his judgment to us because he's a just God. And he will always punish everyone who had kicked against his injunction. The word of God is making this clear. In the days of Moses, it was that even once one or two witnesses had been able to witness against someone, the person would be put to death. But mercy of the Lord found us. It is now a concern to you and I, as we continue in this journey, that this mercy as the Lord has given unto us must not be thrown away as mere thing or something so not so relevant. It is the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for our sin and the only blood and the only thing that can atone for our sin. After him, there is no other. And meaning that if we continue in sin, we should be ready to face the consequence. And 
as it is, who can stand it when the Lord comes to judge, now or even thereafter? I'm calling on us and admonishing us, even as the word of God is clear, even to make clear that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hand of God. I pray that we will not fall short of the grace of God and to make it look like the salvation we have received is all a waste. Please, don't be deceived. As many people are deceiving the world today and makes it look like you are saved, you are saved, and you are living the life of grace. And then you continually, deliberately indulging in sin. Mind you, the judgment of God stands sure. And it is a fearful thing to fall into the hand of God. I pray that we will not fall victim of losing the grace that the Lord has extended unto us. And we will not continually become a sinner. I pray the Lord grant this grace to us in Jesus' name. The last part of our lesson says, admonition to persevere. Read Hebrews 10, 32 to 36. And here finally, the admonition of the word of God is coming to us that we should stay no matter what, what it is as challenge or as challenges that may come to us. We must stay. And in staying, we must understand also that we must we must endure it all. Understanding also that even great men of the same preacher of the world had gone ahead. They faced a lot. Men of faith that we've talked about last lesson, they faced a lot. They, they stood their ground and they maintained their faith. One thing that the word of God is making clear to us in verse 35, which we must understand is never to cast away our confidence. We believe in the Lord. Let's keep believing. And let's keep hoping. Let's be sure and confident that the Lord would surely come for us, no matter what it is. His grace is ever sufficient. We must not lose our confidence in the Lord. We've come to the end of the lesson. And I pray that the grace that we need to stand to the hand in the midst of trial, test and temptation the lord will grant unto us in jesus name i'm wishing us all a glorious service bye everyone